0: Edwards Life Sciences would like to express our gratitude for all those on the front lines of responding to this fluid situation with COVID-19. We appreciate the strong leadership and dedication of healthcare providers to patients around the world, and we express our care and concern for you during this challenging time.
1: You are listening to Roxheart Radio. Today, in part two of our series on inflammation. Roxana Run talks COVID-19 with Sanjit Jolly, Peter Libby, and Jean-Claude Tardif.
2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rocks Heart Radio. The topic today is inflammation. We have, first and foremost, Dr. Peter Libby, the Mallinckrodt Professor of Medicine at Harvard Medical School. And then, of course, we have Jean-Claude Tardif, Director of Research Center at Montreal Heart Institute, Professor of Medicine at University of Montreal. And then my dear friend, colleague, and collaborator, uh, Sanjit Jolly, Professor of Medicine at McMaster University in Hamilton, Ontario. So the topic today is inflammation. Now everyone is talking about inflammation. It's killing people and uh, with COVID. And uh, now there are lots and lots of trials. Peter, has your theory way back when, <laughs> when you started thinking about inflammation and uh, uh, and progressing into uh, worsening outcomes? Now coming together, this whole field of cardiology and infection and inflammation and immunology all coming together. This was—I remember—I was a student in uh, at the American Heart Association when you gave uh, one of the keynote lectures. I think it was the year you received. Uh, the gold medal, and I was sitting there thinking, "Oh my God, this is so crazy! This can't be!" And here we are with COVID. What do you What do you think about the COVID infection?
0: Yeah, so and uh, I, where you know, we are, I, I did sort of live my life in preparation for this moment. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, COVID nineteen came on the scene as a pneumonia, and we focused a lot on the pneumonitis. And there's certainly uh, a very important component of pneumonitis, but. Um, At the end, I believe that uh, COVID-19 becomes an endothelial disease. Uh, Why do I say that? Because the capillary leak in the pneumonitis is due to dysfunctional endothelium and because we're seeing all kinds of thrombotic complications, ranging uh, from, as you saw in New York, uh, the young people who present with a stroke, thrombotic stroke, uh, to microvascular uh, complications in many organs, including from head to toe, right? Uh, including COVID toes um, and uh, venous thrombi as well. Uh, so there's a very heavy involvement of the endothelium. I sort of got a little bit tired of all these people who've never done an experiment with endothelial cells writing stuff. Uh, so I got together with Tom Lucia because both the have spent... Decades studying the endothelium, and we wrote a piece uh, that was published recently in European Heart called uh, COVID 19 in the End is an Endothelial Disease.
2: Yeah, no, amazing. And uh, what amazing work. Um, and it has to, you have to be sort of sitting there and nodding and say, okay, now here's a place where we can make a difference in a pandemic. JC and um, Sanjeet, I know you guys are both. Uh, working on trials. Let's start with you, JC. What's your hope about um, your work in COVID?
3: Yeah, well, at the risk of sounding (laughs) Cochicine-centric, which I I may be, but uh, actually the the, the short story is in February, we designed a trial with Cochicine for a very simple reason. It's been known actually for a long while that uh, SARS-CoV-2, so the virus that causes COVID-19, Uh, has, you know, obviously a closely related sister, so SCORV one that has been known for years to activate the inflammasome. I mean, this has been well characterized. We know exactly how it does it. It activates it through the E protein. Uh, And so we just put forward the hypothesis that the inflammasome may very well be uh, you know, at the center of a multi-organ uh, dysfunction, basically, that starts with the inflammasome and inflammatory reaction. So we basically, because we know cochicine does affect uh, the inflammasome, uh, our hope is that by reducing the inflammatory response uh, to SARS-CoV-2, because of the effect of, of cochicine on the inflammasome, that we might prevent some of the complications of COVID-19, including ARDS.
2: Yeah, and tell, tell us quickly about your trial and then we'll go to Sanjit because I think he's got a sure. trial and then we'll wrap yeah. it up.
3: Very briefly. So Cole Corona, 6,000 patients funded by the Gates Foundation, the NIH and some other people. 6,000 patients focusing on patients before they are hospitalized. So patients uh, that are at home with mild to moderate symptoms, randomized to colchicine or placebo followed for 30 days.
2: Beautiful. And how far are you?
3: Uh, we have a couple of thousand of patients uh, recruited and we hope that will be done before the end of this year.
2: Good. You should be able to, especially if you go to places because this is a cheap therapy. So hopefully you can go to South America, uh, India, e- et cetera, and really, really enroll your trial fast. We need the answers. And I'm seeing people already sold on the on the topic and, and start asking me if they should start colchicine at home. Sanjeev, what are you doing in, in at McMaster?
1: So we're doing the ACT trial. Um, so this is a uh, two by two by two factorial design in kind of the uh, tradition of doing factorial designs with Salim Yusuf at our institute. And uh, he's really loved the idea of factorial designs. And, you know, uh, John Eichelbaum is the principal investigator. And so it really takes this uh, concept that it's both inflammation Uh, and thrombosis and an endothelial disease. So we have an outpatient and inpatient arm. The outpatient actually looks at aspirin versus control, uh, colchicine versus control. And it's simply a two by two factorial design, uh, 2,500 patients. And the uh, inpatient trial, so we have an inpatient arm, uh, it it also adds uh, rivaroxaban with aspirin, uh, Mm -hmm. low dose, 2.5 milligrams once daily. Um, versus control uh, colchicine versus control and the colchicine dosing is higher and more front loaded in the um, in patient arm because if those patients are sicker and probably need um, uh, more rapid reduction in inflammatory markers and then the third is uh, uh, intervention is beta interferon this is really the antiviral yeah. in the trial uh, versus control and this is funded by CIHR and uh, we're not quite as far as Jean-Claude, but um, uh, we're moving ahead in multiple countries, uh, including India, South America, uh, hot zones, as they say, for COVID-19, as as well as the U.S.
2: Yeah, I'm afraid uh, we might remain the hot zone so that you could come back to us, unfortunately. But what an incredible conversation and what a great, great um, uh, opportunity for us at Rock's Heart Radio to have a chat with you we giants, um, give me two, two words about the future. Is it bright or is it are we grim on inflammation? Um, Peter, we'll start with you. As what does the future hold?
0: Yeah, well, like just like in antithrombotic therapy, in an therapy, we're going to be on the knife's edge, uh, looking at uh, an effective regimen that will not impair host defenses to pay a price in terms of infection. Uh, So, we have plenty to do, we have a long way to go, and I'm very optimistic that we will uh, sort out that balance and have uh, therapeutic agents, perhaps uh, colchicine will be the first on the block, uh, that we will use routinely in practice. So I think it's a very exciting time uh, for actual clinical application of all the ferment in the laboratory over the last uh, 30 or 40 years.
2: Fantastic. JC?
3: Yes, I do think that it's exciting as well. The next frontier for us is uh, we'll be starting the cut T2D trial in 10,000 patients with type 2 diabetes without known coronary disease. So it's high-risk crime prevention, a five-year trial, and we're starting uh, two months from now.
2: Wow, you're busy. You're a busy man.
3: Well, <laughs> I, I I want to thank uh, the guru here. Peter has been the person who's made a lot of this possible because of his uh, all of his work.
2: Incredible, right, isn't it? And uh, Sanjeev, what, what do you think? I mean, you're also undertaking a very, very difficult trial over there at McMaster, but
1: very so driven. We, yeah, we expect uh, that within the next two to three years, we'll have the results from our uh, Clear Synergy Oasis 9 trial. And, you know, my hope is that colchicine is going to be the next breakthrough in terms of statins, that we're able to dispel uh, the concerns of the non-CV mortality. We can kind of... Uh, quantify the risks of infection that Jean-Claude saw in his trial, but we're not seeing in Lodoco. So, you know, I, I think we're very, very excited about colchicine and our DSMB just met. I think the future is let's uh, we're very interested in other vascular beds. So what about PAD, right? Those mm-hmm. patients do terribly. Could inflammation play a, a role, particularly colchicine in heart failure. So there's really mm. very important subsequent questions that we need to answer in addition to Jean-Claude's questions. So I think we're very, very excited uh, to pursue these other opportunities as well as subsequent agents uh, in addition to culture
2: Well, unbelievable. And for me, my hope is that we all kind of get together in one community to address these questions. I feel that uh, we need more than ever before to collaborate across borders to come together to design pragmatic trials that ask for a much larger patient population with the most important answers, uh, not endpoints that are very sort of heavy on multitudes of non-sign noise, I call them, noise. And we need to kind of really focus on very hard endpoints and trying to move ahead and, and uh, battle what's going on, whether it's with a pandemic or the most important number one cause of mortality in men and women across the globe, heart disease. So thank you, the three of you for uh, your incredible work, Peter, for your work decades ago, Uh, JC for bringing it to fruition and give my best to Paul Ritker for all the work that he's done and Sanjeev for you and and your team at McMaster to continue this sort of global um, insight into the future of what could be for uh, battling inflammation and hopefully battling heart disease. Thank you all for being with us.
3: Thank, thank you, you very much. Bye bye. Sarah, thank you. Thanks for signing. Us.